Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where is the thing? You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop with one hand. Impact with trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome into Starting Five here on the Five Reasons YouTube channel. You also can hear this on the Five on the Floor podcast feed. We are produced here on the YouTube channel, as always, by our friend Manny Chang. We thank him for doing that. We also want to credit our sponsors, starting with All Pro Construction Builders, our guy Danny and his team. Quality is their specialty. You need those storm windows, those storm doors. And if you mention five reasons, you get a 10% discount off your entire order. They're based in Miami, allproconstructionbuilders.com, but they can service the entire area all the way down in Monroe as well or up in Broward County. Again, check them out at allproconstructionbuilders.com, allproconstructionbuilders on Instagram. The phone number, you can reach Danny directly, 305-484-4429. That's 305-484-4429. 4429. They can also handle the additions and the renovations. They do carpentry and more, and they're a state certified general contractor. Also, want to mention prize picks. Use the code 5 FIVE. Get that initial deposit matched up to $100. Thursday night game uh, coming up Jaguars and Saints. Actually, a pretty decent Thursday night game for a change. You can play it on prize picks. You also can get in there for the NBA props. They're all up there right now for the season. And even for the opening night, in fact, they've got a Steph Curry prop of half a point. I would assume he's going to hit that. So go to prizepicks.com, the Google Play Store, or the Apple App Store, and use the code 5. It is legal in the state of Florida. All right, Miami Heat last night played their final home preseason game. And they have one more on the road in Houston, which uh, feels like the kind of game they're not going to bring a whole lot of their players to, similar to what happened in San Antonio. But we didn't see a lot of them last night. Again, uh, no Jimmy Butler, no Kyle Lowry, uh, no Kevin Love uh, just being held out to allow others the chance to play. That's how they put it on the injury report. Um, and then others, uh, you know, Caleb Martin, who I did ask Eric Spolster about prior to the game, and it seemed like he's making some progress. I would expect him to be ready for the opener. No Jaime Jaquez. He's declared that he will be ready for the opener. We'll see if he actually plays in the opener. And then Josh Richardson, who did play, actually injured his ankle during the game. I don't know how severe it is at this point, uh, but we'll see what happens with him. And as, I don't know if I mentioned this yet, but Kyle Lowry also did not play. He was not mentioned initially as somebody who wasn't going to play, but he did not. Nikola Jovic did play uh, up and down. We'll get into him a little bit as we go forward. Uh, but let's get into the guys who are making an impact consistently now. And there are two players now that I I think have really factored in uh, and, again, I think accomplished what they have wanted to in this preseason. Um, The first is Haywood Highsmith, who looks like a rotation player. And I don't know exactly where that's going to be. I wouldn't be stunned if at some point it's as a starter at the four next to Bam if they decide to keep Caleb Martin off the bench, which is what I think they should do. And if they make the decision to start Kyle Lowry at point guard, which seems the way that it's trending, I have a hard time seeing how you're going to survive those opening minutes with Love, Lowry, 
and Hero in the starting lineup. So I think at some point, if it doesn't happen at the very beginning, they may need to put someone at the four who can actually guard the ball on the perimeter so that Kyle Lowry doesn't have to do that and Tyler, Tyler Hero doesn't have to do that as much. Um, and Because otherwise, you're in a situation where unless, again, you're covering it up with zone or something else, they're going to get torched at the point of attack. So Haywood Highsmith, to me, has been the player who has popped the most in this preseason. We can talk about others who've had moments, but I think Haywood went from someone who, again, last year, it's kind of like, okay, what exactly is his role here? He doesn't have much of a ceiling. Um, The floor is okay, but again, we don't know how good he's going to be, how much he's going to play. To someone who, who fans were calling for more minutes for in the playoffs, in fact, he told us on the podcast, that he would hear that when he would be out. Like, why wasn't he playing in the finals and all that? Um, and now he comes into camp, and it's not just, like, incremental improvement here. He's made a dramatic improvement in the one area he had to improve in the most, which is his shooting. And it's not just that he's more proficient from the corners, which is where he would likely be the most, but he's shooting that wing three, uh, that elbow three, pretty well right now and not only is he shooting it well but he's pulling right up into it as if he has no fear of it and if that's the case eric spolcher is going to play him so he went from a guy who we talked about as potentially competing for the 10th spot in their rotation with hakez and jovich to someone who's going to find his way into the front nine most nights and again where that exactly is going to be I'm not sure, but to me, Haywood Highsmith has been the guy who's had uh, the most impressive preseason from where he was to where he is. Now, I know people are going to mention Tyler Hero. There's unquestionably been improvements in his game, his efficiency, not just in the shooting overall, but how he's getting to his spots, the economy of dribbling much better than it was before. I think he'll fit much better into an offense than he has previously. And so I would say Tyler's up there as well. But Haywood, in terms of us thinking he had kind of maxed out to a certain degree and not having maxed out, I would say he's been, to me, the unexpected kind of star story of the preseason. The other guy on a, on a slightly smaller scale but someone who I think has earned a spot, which he needed to do, was Jamal Kane. 14 rebounds last night. Uh, we hadn't heard a lot. I was talking to somebody last night who's got pretty good insight into the Heat organization. He's been in the Heat organization a long time. He's not a decision maker, uh, but he knows what's going on. And he basically said to me, I-, I didn't hear much about him in camp. We hadn't heard much about him in camp. Like he just, he hadn't sort of stood out. The last three preseason games, he stood out. He's had the opportunities, and he's played well, and Spolstra mentioned him first last night. I don't think there's any question that he should get one of the two open roster spots. The other roster spot I don't think is going to be filled at this time anyway. But Jamal Cain, to me, is the type of guy that not only can he help you now, but he could take another mini leap, kind of like Highsmith has this past summer. And he's protection in a lot of ways for their wings because – if you look at their future, Caleb Martin, again, if he performs the way that we expect him to perform this year, he's going to get paid a lot of money, and it may not be here. And then Josh Richardson, he's on a one-year deal. Uh, and so, you know, he's not necessarily going to renew at that deal if he plays well. And I don't know that the Heat are going to go deeper into the tax, uh, not just for Caleb, but for Richardson. So Highsmith and Kane become next in terms of their wing depth and maybe take another jump next year because I would expect that Haywood will probably get one of those three-year contracts that they like to give out. So Highsmith and Kane, to me, have been the two guys who have really jumped out from that group. Um, Haquez, again, had the one game. We haven't been able to see it a whole lot else. 
Uh, and Jovic, uh, you know, the problem I think there is there are certain combinations and lineups that he's going to work better with. And we haven't gotten to see the full complement of players. And I can say that someone else I spoke to, again, not a decision maker in the Heat organization, but someone who's been around a long time is a different person. Uh, said, you know, that in a lot of ways he felt it was sort of a wasted camp for Nico because of the injury and because we just haven't had a chance to see him. And he thinks, you know, maybe he's another year away uh, from really making a, a significant contribution. And in this case, because of his age, that's okay. Uh, but they needed somebody to jump up to, to fill out this depth. And it does look like Highsmith and Kane are guys that they're going to trust on a regular basis. Uh, second thing I wanted to get to today was the idea of them not having their rotation during preseason. Now that, again, I think the preseason is for all purposes over for their primary guys and whether or not it matters. And I'm not sure that it does. Um, I've covered enough of these at this point, unfortunately, with my age, to kind of recognize that when it comes to the preseason, we make too much of uh, not just rotation combinations, but also kind of where guys are if they're proven players. And, I, you know, Jimmy is – the one thing that comes up here, because unlike Bam, he hasn't played in any of the preseason games. He's not going to play, I wouldn't think, in the last preseason game. So that means essentially no preseason for Jimmy Butler, with the exception, again, of what he's done with his work against his own his own uh, teammates. Does it matter? No. I mean, I, look, they're going to put – the only way, way it mattered was Eric Spolcher is going to put players out there who complement Jimmy and Bam the best. And maybe compliment Jimmy Bam and Tyler the best. And so you would have liked to have seen how that looked in the preseason, but most of these guys we've seen it already. You know, I, I would have liked to have seen Hakez with Jimmy to see if okay they could coexist on the court because there is some so much similarity in their game. That would have been nice, but it didn't happen. Okay, but I'm sure Spolcher took a look at it uh, behind the scenes. And as far as Jimmy goes, whether or not he'll be able to ramp up. Remember, his first year with Miami, he missed the first three games because of a personal issue. It didn't seem to stop him. I think he'll be fine. He knows how to play with this team. Uh, getting to Bam, I, I you know, I thought he's had a good camp. Um, I, I think that you can see some growth in his offensive game that will translate a little bit. I think we are past the point of expecting huge jumps from Bam. To me, it's refining things that he already does well more than necessarily adding things like a three-point shot. I don't think that's going to happen, but it's being more efficient in the post. It's not uh, you know, dropping the ball down to his knees so it gets stripped all the time. It's being more assertive when he has somebody on him who can't guard him out on the perimeter and attacking. It's shooting the mid-range as soon as he, he's got it and, of course, making it a slightly higher clip. That's where I think we're at with Bam. I don't think – you know, this, you know, leap to like a Carmelone type level offensively is happening. I just, I don't see it. Uh, but if he continues to do what he's doing defensively, he does the things he does well better, more consistently, doesn't take a back seat when he shouldn't, I think they'll be fine. And then, as I mentioned, Tyler has been more efficient. As far as the others, you know, Josh Richardson hasn't really stood out in any way. And again, now he's dealing with the injury. But we kind of know what Josh is. I don't think there's a big concern there. Josh is a plug-and-play guy. He knows the system. And same for Caleb. I mean, I you know, Caleb's still working behind the scenes. Like, he went through a full workout. Uh, he went through their hardest workout, you know, just prior to the preseason game. He'll be fine. He's dealing with the knee. They don't want to mess with it right now. And he has a significant role. The thing about Caleb is he learns how to do everything. So, he, as he told me, he wants to be a Swiss Army knife. They can put him anywhere on the floor. 
the confidence will still be there from what happened last season. So I don't think there's been anything dramatically bad that's happened during this camp. You don't have the kind of injury that looks like it's going to linger deep into the season, certainly not with any of their core players. And look, let's be honest, even for those of us who don't think he's been, he should be starting, Kyle Lowry's looked better in this camp, I thought, than he's looked a lot of the time during his Heat tenure. I mean, he's in better shape. He's distributing the ball. He needs to shoot more, particularly if he's in the starting lineup. Like if, you know, if Tyler is going to attack, okay, and Kyle's going to be spotting up, when Kyle gets the ball, he needs to shoot it. He's a good shooter. He should not be passing on those kind of shots. But my overall take for the preseason is this. When you don't have a major injury, which they have not had to this point, and it doesn't look like they're going to have it because, again, they're not going to play their core guys during the last uh, preseason game. When you don't have a key injury, to me, it's automatically a B. It can't be worse than that, okay? You don't lose somebody to an ACL or an Achilles or a hamstring thing that we're going to be asking the Heat about for six weeks. It's already a B. Then if you get a couple of your young players to pop to show you that you can count on them, you elevate it to a B plus. So I would give that for, for Highsmith and Kane. And that's where I keep it. Honestly, and Hawkins for what we saw in the limited time and the fact that, you know, maybe Swider's a guy who can contribute also uh, as a two-way if they keep him in, in, in that sense. I can't make it higher than B+, because they I don't think they got to work through some of their rotations the way that they would have liked to in the games. You know, Eric said this is all part of the process. You let other guys play. There's only five games, and you've got a lot of guys that you got to look at, and you want to play the guys more who you haven't seen as much in these situations as the ones that you have, right? Eric doesn't need to know what Jimmy can do. It's just a question of having the guys around Jimmy to see what they can do with him. And they didn't get the opportunity to do that. So as we close here, again, without the preseason closing just yet, and we'll get to more of it in the cuts. And we saw a couple of guys, uh, Londis Williams uh, yesterday, who was let go. Justin Champagne, by the way, is a player who uh, looks like they may keep around. And I do want to mention this. This comes in from the commenter, uh, Aaron, on the YouTube channel. Is Ethan impressed by Thomas Bryant? I should have mentioned him, too. I should have mentioned him, too. That's the third guy other than Highsmith and Kane, who I think has exceeded expectations. Orlando Robinson has been bad when he's played, also. But Thomas Bryant has shown why they got him, and I think has shown... And I don't want to get too carried away, because every time he gets playing time, then he loses it. Okay, we've seen that before. But you've seen what he offers them that their other backup bigs have not. And as Eric Spolcher said flat out, it's something we needed, what he provides. So he's going to get a long look and a lot of opportunity, and it's going to give Eric a lot of comfort going into a game, knowing that if Bama's in foul trouble, which doesn't happen often, or, again, they, they just want to get Bama a little bit more rest, that Bryant can give them offense. There's no question he can give them offense. And if they're going to go with the lineups the way it looks like now, with Lowry starting and Love starting, if that's what ends up happening – you know, you got questions on the, the defensive end in the starting lineup for sure. But off the bench, you can protect Thomas Bryant defensively because you're going to be rolling out Caleb Martin, Haywood Highsmith, and Josh Richardson with that group, probably along with Duncan Robinson. So you'll be okay defensively, even with Bryant out there. And again, with Bryant, it's not that he can't do certain things. It's it's uh, he gets he gets lost sometimes. That was that was kind of the talk about him. Uh, but again, if players are not Getting to the paint, it's not as big an issue. And they, they'll they have two or three of their better wing and perimeter defenders out there with him most of the time. So I should have mentioned him as well. So I'm going to say, as we close here, 
My grade for the preseason so far, a solid B plus. And I think after everything that happened this offseason, they'll take it. Want to want to thank our producer Manny Chang. Also want to thank our sponsors, Prize Picks, All Pro Construction Builders. If you're listening on the Five on the Floor podcast feed, I'm going to give you an interview here that I did with Ted Ballard. He runs the broadcasting for the Miami Heat about the new Jack Ramsey uh, display that's going to be out there on November 1st. So if you're an old head Heat fan, stick around for that. Have a good day, everybody. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Superlight Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot code SUPER24. Football season is back, and you know what that means. Touchdown dances, Sunday tailgates, and epic fantasy showdowns. But, fellas, let's not forget the real MVP of the season, introducing the all-new Beard Hedger Pro Kit by Manscaped, your ultimate luxury beard grooming experience. This kit is your secret weapon for staying sharp on and off the field. Don't fumble this opportunity. Head to manscaped.com and elevate your grooming game with the Beard Hedger Pro Kit. Join the 9 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. You heard that right. 9 million men or 109 MetLife stadiums. We shouldn't be talking about New York. So go to manscaped.com. It's not even New York. It's New Jersey. Go to manscaped.com and get 20% off and free shipping with the code 5RSN. Again, 20% off and free shipping with the code 5RSN. Your grass is not artificial. Keep it shaved with Manscaped. All right. Welcome back to Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons YouTube channel and on the Five Reasons podcast feeds. And now I have the opportunity to be joined by Ted Ballard, executive director and vice president of broadcasting. And he's got a big unveiling to do. And I, I kind of feel like I need to change my voice here. Call it the slammer, something like that. I never did a real good one. Leonard uh, and everything else. He fans will remember that. Jack Ramsey, of course, the Hall of Fame coach, uh, who also became a Miami Heat analyst sitting next to Eric Reed for several years, became a, a real fan favorite um, and was a favorite of ours 
uh, also in the media, always very gracious with his time um, and also a favorite of Eric Spolstra's. People have probably seen that photo of Eric going to Jack's camp when Jack was coach of the Portland Trailblazers, uh, won a championship, and then they developed a relationship. And I used to watch them on the side talk ball. And so I think Jack has maybe a little something to do with the coach that Eric has become. Um, but we're here with Ted and we're talking about something pretty special here. Um, I noticed it's starting when I got to the arena because my seat was moved, uh, which is fine. I went back to my usual position now across the way. Uh, but what do you have? What do you have going on here for Jack? And, and how does it tie in uh, with your broadcast team? Well, Ethan, thanks uh, for having us. Love to tell you about it. Um, yeah, you know, a couple of years ago when when COVID happened and the protocols, uh, obviously our broadcast world was a little bit turned upside down. We got moved to different areas. We had to find new areas of the arena to broadcast and. During that time, we as an organization kind of contemplated the idea that like, hey, maybe long term, if we're going to end up off the floor anyways, maybe we should redo a whole broadcast area that has, you know, TV and radio all in one area. And so we kind of put our heads together, put some long term you know, vision goggles on and said, hey, let's let's take a look at what we could do with moving them all into this one new area. And and so honestly, this is a process uh, that has culminated after two years of, you know, work with architects and design firms and eventually a huge demolition project at the arena. And it culminates with the unveiling of the new Dr. Jack Ramsey Memorial Media Center. And uh, we're just, you know, he was the perfect pick, I think, because of his connections to the organization. You referenced the picture, that picture now occupies. If you go over to that area, that's one of the huge walls in the arena. Um, and his connections run so deep, you know, with the organization uh, from basketball to business to broadcasting. And so we're going to have this uh, this new area. We're kind of getting used to it right now, but there'll be an official unveiling on November 1st. And we're just super excited to honor the legacy of Dr. Jack. Very cool. Just for people who don't remember, because a lot of our audience tends to be 12 years old. Uh, what years was <laughs> I mean, well, a couple of our writers are, too. Uh, I, but just what were the years again that Jack was uh, was part of the broadcast team? Sure. So so Jack joined in 92 um, in, in, in the fifth year uh, of the broadcast team and he joined with Eric. And, you know, there weren't honestly high expectations, Ethan. He came in after having been a coach. He did one year of, of broadcasting in Philly, which by all accounts was fairly you know dry and, and not uh, overly impressive. And then he just grew into this role. He, he made an immediate connection with Eric. He was welcomed into this fan base. And he just ingratiated himself in a way that that allowed his personality that was always there to really shine through. I think he became extremely comfortable uh, in that personality. He allowed his humor to, to, to come out. And he just was that warm, you know, uh, good grandfatherly feeling that uh, that he fans came to love. And, and then he just allowed all of his basketball knowledge to spill out in a way that was very relatable to our fan base. So educator in eight years from two, 92 to 2000, 92 to 2000. Of course, a lot, a lot of those years, of course, were, uh, they were good years, uh, t towards the end, particularly after obviously, uh, you know, Pat came in and, and a lot of things changed with the organization, which it's the same now as it was then, I guess. Uh, but, uh, but really good regular seasons didn't end quite the way that, that everybody wanted it to with the playoffs because of the damn Knicks. But you know, it, it, it that happened three times, but, um, yeah, again, I mean, educator and an entertainer and, and I, but I think it's, it's really the catchphrases that kind of got people 
people's attention. Um, you know, again, I, I mentioned you know, Leonard, and that, of course, was Vashon Leonard, who was the second-round pick that they picked up who ended up playing uh, the two-guard spot for them for a while. Uh, Thunder and, and all the others. I mean, I could do these all day, and none of them would be anywhere near as good as Jack. But do, do you have a favorite uh, Jack memory, uh, first on the air and off the air? Yeah, I think, and, and to, the, to your point, one of the things that we, we're so proud about with this area is we've tried to, you know, honor Dr. Jack in every way possible. So there's large scale pictures. Um, we put his uh, lifelong accomplishments, including his, you know, uh, Navy service and then his doctorates and, and the, the big five championships. So if you get a chance to go over to the section, you'll see all that memorialized. And then we put his most famous phrases up in this section. So the, you know, oh boy, and, you know, I mean, all those kind of things there. They're, they're all there. And, um, you know, Jack was such a special, you know, person in, in my life. Um, I had the blessing of knowing two people at the same time who I think are really basketball treasures. Hubie Brown, who's now 90 and he's in his, you know, uh, he's doing ESPN again. Um, and I met Hubie when I was at TNT and then I came and worked immediately with the Heat and met Jack. And I think those two people are such they have so much basketball knowledge and stories and history. And it's just been a pleasure to, to know both of them. And with Jack, uh, you know, there were, there was any number of, of memories on the air, but I'll, I remember one story that always stuck with me. So Jack, as you know, was kind of the master of the, of the telestrator before Mike Vitello got a lot of credit for it. And so we had pretty simple telestrators in those days. And as you know, the, the telestrator is pretty simple. There's like a pen, you know, like a stylus that you use and you draw on the telestrator. And then when you're done, you, you hit the clear button and the, the yellow image goes away. Well, Jack, for some reason, had lost the stylus. And so he decided to use a Sharpie. And so he's like, he hits us in talk back, which is how announcers can talk to the production team without it going on in the air. And, and Jack had drawn something on the telestrator and he's like, Joe, uh, Joe Ventius was our producer at the time. He's like, Joe, I, I, I drew on the telestrator. And Joe's like, yeah, no problem, Jack. Just, just clear it. He's like, no, Joe, I, I drew on the telestrator. And, and we realized that Jack had used his Sharpie to actually draw on the telestrator. So there was a permanent black mark on the screen from Jack's thing. But, you know, those are the kind of things that you kind of can – laugh with because you know because jack didn't take himself too seriously and because he was just such a, a wonderful wonderful personality jack would do if we needed him to do skits on the air he would do it he was he was always good for so many laughs and, and honestly i still have the on a personal level like he wrote he was so kind to me my, my two children were born uh, just as jack was finishing he i still have the letters he wrote and the and the savings bonds that he gave us for the for the kids it's just he was a one-of-a-kind guy and, yeah and and you mentioned about being a sort of willing to share his knowledge too. Like he, he would do that with everybody. But the thing I always remember about Jack was like, we'd be waiting outside of a practice. Right. And, you know, Pat used to have those practices, particularly at LaSalle where they were supposed to go an hour and 15 minutes. And they went seven hours. I, I, I remember, I remember one after they lost the Knicks, I think at a national TV game, which of course Pat at that time did not like, uh, and they were in there forever. I was supposed to meet PJ Brown for lunch afterwards for an interview. And we ended up ordering pizza three, times as reporters and i just remember jack being outside doing push-ups the whole time like <laughs> this is what he would do like he was in incredible shape people don't recognize like in his into his 70s into his 80s like he would swim daily he would just he was really a one-of-a-kind personality uh, so let's to the to the ceremony specifically before we close and again we appreciate uh ted ballard joining us today um family's coming in right so they're, they're gonna have yeah. a, an opportunity to, to celebrate this with him 
Yeah, we're super excited, as is his, as is his family. Um, I mean, we have four of his children coming in. Uh, Chris, who was uh, you know, a longtime employee at ESPN, and three of his daughters, including uh, Sharon, who married uh, you know famously to, to Jim O'Brien. So they're all super excited. They're coming in on November 1st. We're going to have a big you know ribbon-cutting ceremony and honor the family and really allow them to kind of soak all of this in. And, and I really can't share with you enough like just how – touched they were that this organization where Pat, where his his roots run so mm-hmm. deep would take the time i mean I, I don't even know ethan that a lot of people know or remember that you know i mean he was bob mcadoo's coach bob's still with yeah. the organization when he's with the buffalo Braves. he was a contemporary coach with pat riley as he was coming up with the lakers you mentioned that the, the the connections with spo and obviously they ran the ramsey play in the 2013 finals mm-hmm. And then all the connections he had so close with us, with broadcasters and people in business. And so um, to be able to do this for him and to have his family kind of smell those flowers for him, I, I think it's I think it's a great um, opportunity. And um, we're just we're just super excited to carry on that legacy. And, and uh, you know, even it, it's really a community effort too. you know, we use so much of the stuff in this area uh, and it's not just uh, a tribute visually. We did, this is a huge uh, technological marvel. We have some incredible technology. We expanded the camera platform. We used local vendors to create these uh, custom tables and these, these technical lunch boxes. So it's really like a really locally proud story as well. And uh, we just can't wait to have the family and to celebrate with us. As long as you stuff Jack's in the closet, it's okay. Uh, so that we don't have to hear him quite so loud as we walk by. I'm distracted as I'm looking behind you. I don't know what he's got on his head there. Uh, but I was, I was looking up at, uh, at, at Jack, uh, Jack's profile here. And well, I didn't realize it's been nine years, uh, since he passed. I mean, time, uh, time really flies, but this is a certainly yeah, a good time to I'll- do it. I'll end you with this. I still have the card for Jack's funeral in 2014. You talk about him being, you know, an uh, an athlete and doing his room workouts, but they put the card. uh, It was the image of Dr. Jack going for one last swim over in in, in Naples on the West coast. And he did that well into, uh, you know, his, his later years. And that's who he was, you know, a frog man at heart. Yeah, this is one of those people that you expect to live forever, honestly, because he, he kept himself in such incredible, incredible shape, just body and mind. And I, and I think it's great what Hubie's doing, too. I mean, to be able to talk ball that much. I, I haven't uh, been influenced quite as much as you by Hubie, but I did get the pleasure once of being put on a plane next to him. Uh, I forget, It was during the Big Three era, and I was put on a plane. It was a connection. I don't forget where we were going from, into Atlanta. And, and literally an hour and a half education. I mean, you know me from anything, uh, but once I told him what I do, and then the best part was when we got <laughs> off the plane, he hadn't finished telling me about a particular set. So Ethan, what we have here, and so he stops, like as we get off of the plane, and again, you know how busy Atlanta airport is, you and I are through there all the time, uh, in the Delta terminal in particular, and we he stops in the middle, and people started to gather around as he was talking about some set he ran for Memphis, you know, way back when, but that that was Hubie, and that is Hubie, because of course Hubie's still with us, and that was Jack, so uh, really, again, uh, I think this is a cool thing that you guys are doing, and, uh, and, and certainly we wanted to note it. So November first uh it gets unveiled uh for jack ramsey again uh family going to be there friends going to be there etc and of course the entire heat organization uh was his friend when he was there i get on the way out here ted give me one give me a slammer give me a a, a, a leonard uh the hard away uh, give, give me give me something here on the way out did you say deep that one was from broward county folks that was his famous Dan Marley game five playoff three-pointer. 
<laughs> he They're actually was home homeboys. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, he had some good ones for Thunder. That one that one fit in uh fit in perfectly. Get, um, actually that Eric Spolster's favorite. Um you should ask him about it as well. Jack's shout outs that he would do to the video room, which is why video room is one of our quotes on the thing. He would literally uh, in the breaks because the video room could hear our feed and he'd be like, all right, folks, hands up, knees up. And he would like make the video room do calisthenics. And Eric actually remembers that they'd all do it. They do these calisthenics because Jack was commanding them to do it in the break. So his legendary shout outs and tributes to the video room are something that stick with me as well. We'll have to ask Eric to do some calisthenics on the sideline during the fourth quarter of an upcoming game and tribute to Jack. That's what should actually happen on November 1st. All right, Ted, we appreciate it. Ted Ballard, of course, in charge of broadcasting and all other things. You guys have too many titles. I'm not going to go through it again. Uh, But thanks for joining us today on Five on the Floor. Thanks, Ethan. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.